are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're <laughs> we are live. It's Chris Denman and Travis Terrell in studio today at Gaslight. Big thanks to them and uh, and and all of the hard work that's done at the studio. Media Outlaws, uh, making sure we've got this on video. So we're excited to have that. We've got a guest today. We're excited to bring him in. But I got to tell you first about Barrel Beard and Tattoo Oil, great sponsor here in St. Louis, Missouri. Handmade, great for your skin, great for your hair. We're actually going to hook up. Steve, our uh, our guest, with some of it too. Nice, Travis. So I'm excited about that. So check them out. Obviously, Neovitan. Type in L I V E when you check out and get the new subscription. You'll get uh, a little bit of a discount. So today we're pleased. We've got a comic in from L A. Been spending some time in New York, where he's from too. He's Travis, he's an actor. <clears throat> Writer, Steve Rand is easy. What's That's up, right. Steve? Hello, good morning, afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> All whenever right. this is on, whenever time you are listening to this. Right, that's modern technology at it, its greatest. Hello, yeah. everyone at all times. We were just discussing uh, beforehand, Roseanne is coming back. Are you looking forward to doing the league in like 10 years again? I actually, my wife asked me that today. She goes, you know, you're going to start talking about that. I go, people already talk about that. It's We've only been gone for two years. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's not, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, first of all, we could... People keep continuing to ask, like, well, why can't you do the show anymore and this and that? You know, they brought back shows like Arrested. You know, they've got right. those big casts. But for us, at our show, it's very, uh, you know, it's time restricted to J- July, August, September. You got to do it during football. Exactly. Right. You know, unless we're going to do a completely different show. So it's tough to get everyone together for those couple months. Do I see a possibility of like maybe like one day there's they do a movie or whatever where you like go to the Super Bowl or something ridiculous like that? Right. Reno 911 had a movie. Yeah. I mean you guys can have a movie. But something like that. Would that uh, be something you'd want to do? I mean I love working with those guys. Yeah. Uh we go to dinner once in a while. We still crack each other up. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I would, of course, I would. That's, not, fit. that's like, so cool to hear because you hear some people like, eh, I don't know, time to move on or whatever, but you're a stand up, you have a ton of opportunity. So it's still, I think that's really a cool thing. Once you've had some success, you can still hold on to that and say, yeah, I'd go back to it. Why yeah, not? I feel like uh, it was what people know me most from. So, and people, you know, we didn't have a tremendous audience numbers wise, but the people that liked that show, I really liked they obsessed. really Absolutely. liked that show. It was, yeah. They were rabid. Fans. I mean, Not I've us had too, awkward for sure. interactions all across <laughs> no, the yeah. People often come up to you oh, and be like, hey, people, your fantasy advice, please give us that. That's, or? that's the best case scenario. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, being, you're being very polite with what you think you're the at fans Disneyland yeah. and someone yells, show me your pretty dick. <laughs> at Disneyland, dude? <laughs> oh, shit. Look at that. Yo, show me that pretty dick, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's going on here? Right. You're like, my, and you got to explain to your kids here. why people yell that at you and that's like okay, that no one else is like running over going, Listen, he said the D word? Yeah. We wouldn't be here if they uh, weren't allowed to Guess show what? that. Guess what? They wouldn't have a, we wouldn't have a guy to tour through Disneyland. <laughs> right. if they weren't, you know, You're the guy to tour family. Okay. Did you ever think you'd Excuse be- Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. He's on FX. I didn't know Excuse if you me. knew that. FXX? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> 
basic basic cable yeah excuse me exactly did you ever envision like the premise of the league did you ever think how can we make multiple seasons out of this because i would imagine when first people was like so it's a show around centered around fantasy football no, here's what you- i was told i had done several network pilots up until that point and they were some of them were i got some of them got picked up some of them got canceled some of them didn't even make it past the pilot right so i didn't know what the 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 equation was how do you make a successful television i didn't know what it was some of them were like oh this one's pretty funny but no oh nobody watched it oh this one's really funny but the network's not picking it you know or it doesn't fit whatever demographic they need so i didn't know what we were doing i'd done this movie i did uh mall cop Uh and the people that cast that Jeannie mccarthy she's like hey what at the rap party she's like we have this other uh we have this show i'm casting and it's fantasy football it's about fantasy football She's like, it's like, I don't want to say, it's guys like Entourage, but not like Entourage. It's Chicago. They okay. play fantasy football. That's their jam. And it's improvised. That's why I thought of you. She's like, they're going to kind of work off of a, off of a, a like a, you know, an outline. Not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I go, all right. All right. So then this was like right around Christmas time. And then January, February came, March came, didn't hear anything else. What do pilot season, did a pilot, didn't get picked up. It was shitty. And then uh june uh, no right may comes and genie calls she goes that shows they're gonna start casting it soon they wrote it they're gonna ready to come in tomorrow so i went and i read for pete this role pete okay and i didn't read because there was no read they had a, an improviser sort of like a person with the casting director and the creators sure i was gonna go back and forth with you so i did pete me him and i i did pete and this and that and talking you know we did a little scene back and forth it was funny and then i went out to the car and Jeannie called me. She's like, they want you to come back tomorrow, if you can, to do Kevin. I go, all right. They go, they, they, they might already have a Pete. Something's going on with Pete. So I go, all right. So I go and I do Kevin the next day. Great. Did fine. Left. And then I was going to New York for the summer because I just had my son. I wanted to go hang out with my family. My wife and I were going to New York. I'm like, I'm going to New York. My agent calls. I go, you have to, can you read tomorrow they want to do a chemistry read with this girl that's going to possibly play the Jenny role. Could you go in tomorrow? I go, I'm going to the airport at four. They go, they want you there at like two. Can you go there and then go straight to the airport? I go, no problem. I go there. My wife's driving around the block. I'm inside oh, doing wow. it, doing it. And I get off. By the time I got to the airport, they called and they were like, they want you to play. Huge. Kevin. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Because I had this other movie <laughs> go, called Going the Distance that they really wanted me for. Though They yeah. were thinking about it. And they were really... They were they wanted Jason Sudeikis, but they probably weren't going to get him. So they were had me as a choice. My manager reps Sudeikis and me. Right. So yeah. I have the good. I'm like I and he's like I don't think this is going to work out for Jason. And it's like I, I'm not that I'm not shifting. I just think schedule wise. He goes I think you're. He goes do you. So then basically we had to talk. Like, do you want to be a film actor or a TV actor? You could do both. But at sure. this point, it's like if you're going to start on a path, I'm like right. I'm doing this fucking movie. I'm yeah. Doing this movie. Absolutely. If it was for Jason Sudeikis, so I should know right now. All my instincts are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Because I don't know if you've ever seen Going to Distance. Drew Barrymore, I have, I Justin Long, and Jason Sudeikis. I haven't it's not caught great. that. No. I don't even think Justin Long's in it. I may, have just, I may have just blasphemed Justin Long. But anyway, they sure. were like, hey, this TV show, they, you got to tell them today. Like I'd I, I, like drag my feet for a couple of days ago. They're going to pull it, and they're going to give it to Jerry O'Connell. If you Jerry, don't O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. 
And this has been his trip to a jail for seven years. It's been like the like, hey, if you don't, if you fuck this scene up. He's coming at you. We you he's know up, he's, he's on always your heels. on Jerry O'Connor. Jerry's Jerry on the show, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. He played the priest and stuff. We played basketball there. But uh, worst people that could be on your heels, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connor, handsome guy, charming dude. Yeah, absolutely. easily could play Kevin. So then I was like, all right, I he would have. Like, he I'm like, you know what? This thing's picked up for. Uh, we're gonna shoot a pilot. Who knows? I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. So I said, I'm, this should, I'm, I, I was a fan of Nick Roll, not from any reason, just because we had seen each other at every audition right. for sitcoms for the previous two years before that. So just wait, he was funny in the waiting room. So right. it's like, if he's funny right. in the waiting room, I don't mind. That's like the worst place, the hardest place to be funny, the shittiest place you try to be funny. Just sit in the waiting room, look at your lines, small talk, that's it. Don't try to be funny. He was always funny in the waiting room. He could do it, so I was like, I'm gonna, I, I would enjoy hanging out with that guy. And Katie was wonderful. We read together, and it was, basically what happened was they wanted Mark Duplass and Katie to play Kevin and Janie. I think that's yeah. what they had in, uh, the creators had in their mind, and they had just done some stuff together like that. So I don't think they wanted to do that again in real life. So you know, he was like, "What about Pete?" And maybe find someone else. So that's how I got into it. That's fantastic. And then you brought up Katie as well. You both were on the new season of Curb. Yeah, back which to is back which is so cool. How? Did, what's the business of that? Similar management production company, or is it just? Oh, you talking? Oh, uh, uh, for it, Curb. Yeah, for Curb. Like same far- writer, director, everything. The guy Jeff Schaefer that did the League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, wrote on Seinfeld for sure. you know a couple of years, and then started Curb with Larry when he wanted to do Curb. They kind of, you know, got together and started coming up with premises from season one on. Yeah. So he was executive producer. And then, uh, so he was, you know, he did that for six years. And then he realized, it was like, well, this is going to be a finite time in my life, like four months. But I've got all these other ideas that I want to do. So he started, him and his wife, creating the league. And that's sort of, and then they never really thought that, you know, they, they thought that Curb was kind of be done, so he didn't know he was going to have to do bad. So sometimes we would do, like, a season in the league, then he would go jump and do a season of Curb. And then we thought it was just done after season eight. Right. So, like, four or five years between season eight and nine. So then I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to be on Curb. Like my goal was, like, as a comedian, like, Christopher Guest movie, right. Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> Saturday Night Live, you can do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. And so I was like, when I got this year, when I was like, they're bringing it back, I go, I don't know if there's anything, but if there is, hopefully they'll they'll look at me. And then Jeff called me up. He's like, look, there's an episode. There's a cop and a chef. He goes, I'm directing it. You got you, Everybody's reading. He goes, everyone got to come in and read with Larry. He's like, it's not going to be, you know, like a long, drawn out. You just got to read with Larry. Right. I go, all right. He goes, he, just, he wants to know that everyone can do it. I go, all right, no problem. But this is who how I was used to working. Right. So I wasn't, I was comfortable in like. You know the playbook a, a little bit. Yeah, so, you're yeah. a chef. There's a disturbance in the kitchen. Larry wants to know what it is. Right. Do you want to tell him? And if not, <laughs> how, how strongly do you want to stay to your convictions? And right. that was it. That's all I needed. And then, you know, yelling at him is like being, like everyone's done it. It's like fantasy camp. You know, it, you're like, right. oh, yeah. I get to do it for real now. Right. Yeah, you get to hit a ground at Ozzy Smith, Roger Travis. Clemens right. or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then, uh, so I went in and I read with him. I read Cop and I read uh, and I read The Chef. And then the next day, Jeff's like, yeah, they, dude, you're going to play The Chef. It's, it's hilarious. Larry loved you. And then we shot for three days. And it was amazing. Just awesome. following Larry around like a puppy dog. Not really. You got to leave him alone. He is <laughs> right. very, like, um, he is personable. He does want to hang. Of course. He does have uh he's you know he's but he is himself right. at all he's a busy 70 year old man like right yeah he's sort and not busy in the same sense right. okay extremely 
busy to not be busy. <laughs> like <laughs> wants to run, run, run to be able to sit down and do nothing. Uh, but you know, like he eight hour days, he wants to work. But right. really, you know, those sitcoms can. They're usually like, we did the league in like we did the thirteen hour days every single day just to we get sh- it done. And we and did it in like four it. months. So yeah. Imagine what everyone's schedule. Yeah, HBO. They had all the money in the world. Right. Larry's not driving more than like ten miles from his house. So right. Right. he's on the west side, <laughs> right by the water. So it's uh, you know, it's a schlep for everybody else to get out there. But you know, he they could talk him into nine. But he want the reason he has people in is because he wants to make sure when he gets there that no one's wasting time. You know. Right. Right, not right. like, oh, can this guy really do it? You know, right. who well, cares that, if it's if we got you know someone on the show that they you know a big star if they can't improvise or they don't know how to do it? You don't have to necessarily improvise, but you have to know how to work within the system. Like right. Timothy Oliphant was on the league one time, yeah, uh-huh. and he played the white sushi chef. Yes, <laughs> we were like, this is amazing. It's a very funny character. Yes, what is he going to do with it, right? And then Nick Crow and I are in the scene, and he Jeff tells us Timothy's not going to improvise. Okay, but he wants to, re- he, we beat it out like a, somewhat of a script, like more of like, he just wanted to know when we were going to come in and what he was going to say every t- single time. He wasn't going to change what he said, but I'll tell you right now, that dude did, f- we probably did 10 takes. He did 10 different versions, all hilarious, completely <laughs> different, just use the same words. Right. And I was like, I turned to Nick at one point, I'm like, oh, he's acting like this this is an actor like this is a big difference like we're buffoons we're clowns we're monkeys like oh look at that monkey just threw that other poop at that other monkey that's what the monkeys do it's still funny like this guy is like nuancing poop throwing yeah in a different way and so that all you have to have is a spirit of being able to do that to be able to be successful how how do you know like how do you know that a scene is working or a joke is working in such an improv setting especially with people who may not be as familiar with it like how do you know that you're hitting so when you were doing Curb, how did you know that that was going to work for everyone in the room? When you, for you, Larry? you break people up. Okay. I mean, when you when the when the train gets off the tracks and you can't get it back on, it's a like no one did it to me worse ever than Jason Manzukis on the league uh-huh. as as Rafi because right. not only interesting, yeah, he's a brilliant improviser, a, a, a super sweet dude, complete opposite of who Rafi right, is right, on the right. inside. It's a horrible but person. also has a wicked sense of humor, is incredibly intelligent, and is probably the fastest, one of the fastest improvisers ever. Wow. And he has this character. And when you give a guy like that a character with absolutely no limitations and no boundaries, right. and, and nothing that he could ever say is wrong just or inappropriate to him, right. and, he, and then had the ability to be smart enough to defend it in every cause, right. the decision, it's a it's a really deadly combination. So he uh, he would break us constantly. So we knew it was funny in the moment, and then you just when you see it start to be like, oh, well, they'll they'll mess it up, but then you realize Jeff knows what he's doing, right? Because right. he's done so much television, he knows how to cut it together, where to let the air out in jokes, where to suck shit in, where so, the audience is. Yeah, the editor, the, the editors yeah. are the real people right. on the show that make. Truly, that we make the jokes, they make them funnier and make more sense. Yeah, for all the you hear, and I guess with time constraints and budgets, it would be something. But just always shoot fat is what you hear, right? So yeah, well, we shoot di- digital, so it's like yeah. there's no, there's no like, oh, we're running, we're wasting <laughs> right, money. It's just like right. the tapes on the floor, just air. We're wasting the cloud, you know. Right. And then people's shoulders and spines from holding up <laughs> well, that, but cameras not, and they're shit. They're not you know? the stars. That's how you also know when you've when the joke's gone too far, <laughs> when the camera guys are like. Like when you're only cracking yourself up, and they're done with it, you know. And that's another thing. Go back to your other question. Like yeah. you could tell if something was really funny when you because we have so many outtakes of this. Yeah. When the camera guy starts to laugh, laugh because that's the other thing. 
Matt, I know it's coming. These guys are lay people who right, aren't right. like comedians, <laughs> and they're just holding a can. They and they start to because like what Jason just said, like what were you listening to? He's like, you know, like whatever ridiculous thing he was listening to, and the camera guy starts to like hold it in, but you could see the camera just going up and down. Oh, that's fantastic! And Can you got to think too. You, I mean, you're saying they're like, they're not comics, but right. for a regular person, a camera person who's worked on a couple comedies is gonna have, they're gonna be a little tougher to crack yeah. than maybe just somebody in a and in probably a, have their own hashtag Me Too story as well. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, man. <laughs> is that I, I? I find that's a good transition because I thought. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Seth There's Myers. Nothing good about that. Well, I Travis. thought as far yeah. as that's well, embarrassing for you. But Seth Myers, as far as transitions go, right. yeah. <laughs> that was not that a great was, one. Really bad. Yeah, that was rough. Man. That was the but, Chaz yeah. Bono of transitions. Yeah. Yeah. real early on. I got a story. Is that what? Where are they in that transition? <laughs> Which way are they going anyway? No, but I thought uh, I, one of the challenges I thought, especially with award season coming around, I was wondering how these comedians, how these hosts were yeah. going to be able to navigate those waters. And I thought Seth Meyers at the Golden Globes did a pretty damn decent job as yeah. far as you doing stand-up and obviously that being the the topic of the moment. Is it when you see a guy like Seth or you see other comedians try to navigate, what, what are you guys trying to do? Do you purposely avoid it? Do you say, maybe I can make a joke out of this? I, I guess in your craft, I feel like you can't necessarily avoid the elephant in the room, but it's also very difficult to especially when you're traveling. I would imagine yeah. it, one joke may work well in L.A. about Me Too movement mm -hmm. may not work that well no, in the Midwest. nothing works well in L.A. about right. Me Too movement. <laughs> no, LA, no. how dare you? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, that's why I got to get on the road to start. I, here's <laughs> you how barely I, been wanting to work out your Me Too material. Yeah, yeah, I want to work Thank out my God Me Too stuff in St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. Welcome to St. Louis. No, but here's it. For me, I'm not a, I'm not a, I talk about my own personal experiences. Number one, I find that the most authentic because it's really, it's not like I'm caught, I could ever get charged of plagiarism or anything. Like, this is what happened to me. This is right. my kids. This is what they say. Then you write the jokes within the context of what you want to talk about. But for me, I'm like, the president stuff, I'm like, oh, God, there's so many people talking about it. It's, and that's a good thing I enjoy. There are people that I enjoy. But just I don't know if my crowd wants to come and listen to even five minutes of it. So right. if I'm not going to write what I consider a brilliant idea or, or then I, it's just I'm not topical enough right, to do right. it every day. But this stuff, the Me Too stuff, the way I look at it is like how can I'm, I, I say to myself, well, I don't know if I necessarily want to just take it on head, head on. But how can I talk about it in my own context? And I think about, well, I have sons. So now I say to myself, I have to raise them to in this in this day and age to make sure that they are protected of right. themselves and other people. Right. So that's how I personalize it. So I'll talk about it in the context of like, you know, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, great. How am I going to raise my sons to hit on a girl now? You know, right. it's like, how are they going right. to talk to a girl? And then I thought about it. I'm like, my dad didn't teach me how to hit on a girl. Right. My dad wasn't the guy that taught. I stumbled around, you know, like. Sure. Any guy that tells you he wants, like, he's going to say, oh, I taught my son how to hit on a girl. Right. Probably told them, like, <laughs> just go up and grab him by the pussy. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, something as terrible as yeah, that. Yeah, like a pickup artist as a dad. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's like, put this fedora so on. So all you need is that little in. You're like, all right, well, then that, and then that, I can kind of do that. And But then right. I also want to talk about, like, well, what happens to the get naked at the party guy? Like, because that was me in college. Like, the guy yeah, that just we came had a out guy naked, jo naked Joey. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so does this guy, does he go away? Is this guy like now shunned? Because right. now that's you know not what I'm saying? Like, like, that could be, that's a real risky move. <laughs> we had a guy that fell down 
toes to to no like down a flight of stairs full on naked like two or three times rug burns all over his face he would get naked at every party and that would probably be the funniest thing ever but it was one girl yeah. in the back who turned in the middle of a conversation yeah. and saw the head of his penis mm-hmm. and now could never mm-hmm. she can't go to work anymore nope. uh-huh. you know what yeah. I'm saying or whatever it is right. I'm not trying to you know again, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not trying to trivialize <laughs> yeah. anything right but I'm just saying in the context of who this guy is and what makes him funny to himself, maybe you know, you're, as a person who was the guy who pumped gas naked, <laughs> you're worried you're gonna, your numbers are gonna get wiped like a steroid user. Yes, right? we're gonna yes. go away. No, yeah. This is it. It's the end of a, of a of a species of a storied career. And you know what? Maybe it's time for us to leave. <laughs> I don't know, but that's so. You ask how you get into. It. I just go. All right, I got to make this as per. Let's do it like that. Yeah, you know, I, because I trust me, I've got thoughts and jokes beyond that, and I've. Tried them out on my wife and stuff, and they don't. They don't. She does not like frown. And I know that they would work well, but it's going to take a lot. So I, I don't know. I mean, I may get them in there at some point, but just how you how I tackle it from the very beginning right. is trying to make it like how does it affect me personally? Does she ever chime in and go? I, I as a typical man, you know, how does this affect me <laughs> personally? I got to raise two kids to not be wolves. And I got to make sure that my generation of getting naked at the party guy. It's preserved, okay. it's preserved right? protected. Yeah. Does that, does your, does your, do your kids understand now? Like, hey, dad's a stand-up comic, or dad does comedy, or dad's an actor. Do they get it yet, or they're um, still too young to yeah, understand they, they, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yet? they've been to shows, and they've been oh, on really? stage and stuff. Yeah, you know, they've kind of, when they go on the road, sometimes I'll bring the family, like we're going skiing next month, we're going to Salt Lake, so, and, you know, I won't bring them to shows that night, but they've been on stage. They know, right. like, we're in a hotel, and people come to see dad to do stand-up, and you know, when we're at Disneyland or whatever, the people stop and take pictures. They don't, it doesn't affect, they don't know like, hey, what's that all about? And okay. Although, <laughs> I have a podcast and I record my intro. I do interviews and stuff, but then I record my intro. It's like- Drop, drop the podcast. Oh, what, yeah, what, yeah. It's called Hear Me This Book. Yeah. Where I have guests. I'm not well-read. I don't know if you could tell that by this interview. I'm not a well-read person. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have people I was going to ask you about that next. Guests, I wasn't sure if you're comfortable with people, yeah. you know- Tell me about your favorite book. Why should I have read it? Give me a little like cliff note version of it. Okay. And it's just sort like of that. jumping off. Why that book? You know, like what, what's, you know, when did you, you know, so it's a conversation, not yeah. just, you know, it's an interview wrapped around this sort of uh, book. But my do I do my intros at a different time. And so my son, my youngest loves it. Loves, loves, loves. So he loves talking to the microphone. <laughs> he likes to, you know, uh, uh, you know, just hijack the conversation He's he's a he's about that life. That's great, man. Yeah, that's got to be nice to see too, man. That's oh, that's fantastic. It is yeah. and terrifying, right? <laughs> You're thinking, yeah. Listen, you need to go naked through a couple parties to get the life yeah. experience, yeah, and I don't know I, if that's going to be okay. I don't know for if this you. is a the thing that's going to be op, an option available to you, right? That's you know, mm, that's not something you want to deal with. Uh, I'm excited. We were talking about. That. I'm excited to see Kimmel with at the Oscars again. I thought he yeah. killed it last year. But you're saying with the climate, all the stuff. He tends to. He's a he's a heartfelt guy, and I think he. But he, I also think he's he's real sharp. He's funny. I mean, he's, I I saw Ricky Gervais on Colbert last night uh-huh. on the plane, and they were talking about. It. He's like, you know, you hosted four times. Would you have? He's like, I was I was envious of Seth. I would have liked to have hosted. I think the tone would have been different. Because, I would imagine it would have been. Yeah, I think he would <laughs> yeah. have been a little harsher and a and a little less attentive to the actual women and the and the. In the movement, I thought Seth did a good job. Between, you know, I, I love this joke about you know, like uh, I, the other hosts are looking at me like the first dog in space. Like, <laughs> so, 
you know, you acknowledge that, but then he did have some some jokes that he, and then people still like even his Harvey Weinstein stuff, like people groaned that. It's like, come on. <laughs> and then he, you know, he did shift the conversation to to, you know, what the movement is about and sort of making making a stamp on uh, you know, what it meant to him, what it means to his wife, preparing for this, who he talked to, the women that he talked to. So there was a good, you know, I don't think you get any of that with Ricky Gervais right. or any of that other stuff. Or not not saying if one is better than the other, but yeah, yeah I think he overall was that I'm trying to think of that. That's the most hostiest host. I no, or I, the Oscars are probably you gotta do that upfront one. Right, right. But then you can just kind of snark in the middle of right. like what's going on. I, I just, uh, do do other comedians like I, I when I see like when I do see Kimmel like take on that role and I I feel like that's um that's the job like you have to be a specialist. But do other comedians look at hosting gigs and go, Oh yeah, I can do that pretty easily. I just feel like I don't, uh, I'm not I, saying there's a specific person, but I feel like that's a that's a very there are dudes, job. I'm sure. There are there are comedians that are like that. Is you got to look at it risk reward, okay? right? You right, know, so right. to me, I'm like the risk is does not the reward is not you know exactly. That's how I would see it. Yeah, first of all, if you announced that I was hosting the Oscars next year, <laughs> everyone would be like, what? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> Who, is everyone de- like? Is everyone dead? <laughs> right. Yes. You know, it, this so is calling you up the get guy beyond from, that. Yeah. <laughs> then the expectations would be really low for america <laughs> right and extraordinarily high for all the you know the tastemakers because like how did it get what, what has he shown this guy what sort of ability yeah, like, has he on? shown to you know capture i don't know so it's you know you I, consider I, yourself a single a pitcher and it's game seven of the world series not necessarily that i think i would go out there and do fine but it's not something that i, I it would you know i'm not i don't know if that's my i'm gonna say thing. that's a because you're not playing to are you are you playing to the room or you're playing to the TV? I've hosted some like a, like a, like sports award shows. I was going to say like, like right? that. That's okay when right. you can, yeah. But the, in this environment, yeah. in this sort of, I, I don't know, you know, like it's I don't have the the clout to be let's, able to make right. those. Let's jokes. get you let's on let's a couple uh, red carpets for E. We'll we'll work you out a little bit. We'll those see if you terrible. can get there, man. Those look horrible. terrible. My wife. But they have those. to be a nice paycheck, right? For somebody trying to get some exposure. It's one. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm sure, but uh, if, if that's what you want to do, like right. Brendan Schaub did it this year, I was good. I was did literally that was my example. You know, I mean, like of, not yeah. not my jam, but Brendan's a, likes to talk to people. He's insane. And like, yeah, he's you know, that guy. not just like people that he cho- like. I like to talk to people that I choose to talk to. Right. <laughs> I don't want to talk forced to in this situation randos. here today. Oh, right. you know, like yeah. randos oh, about got, what they wore. Weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah. that's why you guys. No, Steve, it's cool, man. That I am obligated to interview because she's wearing a black dress. Yeah, I see that's on your shoulder what do you have but brendan's into fashion and in a he says yeah. he is and he, i don't know he'd be into that like award show fashion. i don't know but that yeah. but you know what that might be him you know like paying his dues or whatever true yeah we're um, gonna, what do you think about his to, to brought up he's coming to helium he's gonna do what three shows here do you guys yeah. he does get you ever when you see a guy like shop jump into the ring if you will and what is he? Oh, stand up, you mean? Yeah, or like, jumping to the stand up. Yeah, I find it to be super impressive. In the, but it, it, I've also not seen his stand up, too. But I mean, I've seen I've, 15 minutes. I haven't seen it in an hour. I've seen right. like 15 minute spots at the store and stuff. Yeah. He, you know, he's not, he's not up there trying to tell you that, like, this is who I am now. Right, right. Like, what, okay. You know, like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. I'm now like Richard Pryor. He's like, I'm figuring this shit out. <laughs> yeah. And I obviously have much more of a platform and an audience than most people that start out do. But, 
you know, he's a, he's a, like I said, he's a people person. He's a good dude who likes to talk to people. He's funny. Right. You work know, ethic of a professional athlete. Exactly. Yeah. So he's going to work, put in the, in the hours and the effort and the, you know, he's, and he's not standing up there trying to be like, well, um, you know, I'm just as, I'm Joe, there's Joe Rogan and everyone else that's here, all my peers. You know, like Bill Burr <laughs> right, and all right, the people. Right. Right. I'm on the lineup with all them, and we are peers and we are equals. And, you know, like it's not, I don't think he has that. And I'll sort beat of, your ass yeah. if you think otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's true. <laughs> so, I, I you, know, oh, sorry, go I ahead, Trevor. I was going to say, I know, I'm looking at your hat, and I know that fan base has been long suffering. And, of course, after last year, you guys were able to make a good Are you run talking about the Yankees? I'm talking about the Yankees and how they somehow. Uh, Somehow convince Giancarlo Stanton. You damn done it again. Yeah, you're, you're did, back to the evil empire, man. Who do you? Who do the Derek Yankees Jeter think they is what are? we did. Here's our <laughs> saint that went over. Okay, that, that's going to be a sub question. We're going to set you up for life. Go over there. You buy that team. Mm -hmm. and you give us Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> for nothing. I don't even think we. I don't even. I think increased our payroll by like four or five million dollars this year. You uh, and we did get a second statue. You, Jeter you, get another statue. What I'm of that shocked move? about. There's a damn No one in like no one know of the big. Prospect because we had a good, good uh, um, farm system. Yeah, yeah. Clint Frazier's None of the coming huge out of the Yeah, ones got got moved either. No, no, and it's none of them. It's not fair. And it's a it's, it's a wild, fair, wild. When thing. I started going after Hugh Darvish, and then like, like I was like, oh, they still have that money. <laughs> they you still have like sit, like like start like game one starter Steve, get money. Yeah. Steve, it is a real possibility the Yankees sign. Mike Moustakas to hit eighth in their lineup, and he'll hit 40 home runs. Yeah. That's a real possibility. They were talking, they're still going after, what's his name on the Orioles? Machado. They're yeah. saying Machado and Could Harper. Could you imagine? There's I, a crazy, can you imagine if, if Harper? Harper signed on the off. I mean, could you imagine Giancarlo, Stanton, Aaron Judge, like that and smile Bryce Harper? Face. <laughs> I know. I like that, that smile was, And that was the funny thing, because oh we were watching, and it's actually cool to see the Yankees back in the playoffs. We were like, oh, that's great, the Yankees Yeah, Matt Holiday coming up. Yeah, they're gritty. Here and we then, go. And then, like, the offseason happened, well, and everyone went, oh, they're back the freak show because Empire. they can do this, because Aaron yeah. Judge makes probably less money than, right. you know, he makes, like, $700,000. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Sanchez makes, like, a million, too. <laughs> right. You know? So, that... It's not going to be like this in five years from now when they got to pay those guys. Yeah, but if you have three rings out of that, that's not a bad shake. Yeah, man. Yeah. Either way. And man, trust me, man. they'll be the, the last three years will be the A Rod years of G and Carl Stanton's <laughs> contract where we're paying him $38 million a year to watch. And he's getting 100 at bats. And he's just slaying all yeah, the Yeah, he's uh, limping out all, there like, yeah. like OJ Simpson trying to walk out. Just, you know, like slow. Oh my gosh! So I don't want to keep. We don't want to keep you here super long, but I, I am. It's curious. already past you, that point. Yeah, we're kind of pull, we're pulling it <laughs> 30 out. Thirty minutes. Who, ago. Who's the most talented person you've worked with? Or give us some of the. Uh, I mean, it could I be am. obvious. Obviously, Clearly. right? You, no, you hold um, the mirror up. Yeah, I don't know who the most talented person I've worked with is, but the uh, the people on the the league was amazing, and yeah. those guys. I don't know if I'll ever have an experience of laughing as much as I did off. You know, onset, offset, right? The entire time. Are your stand-up crowds expecting to see the guy from the league, or is it some half of them and half? do? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been doing it a long time now. I've been in enough places where I think people realize that you know I'm I am not that exact person, right. but I'm not that different than no, that guy. No. It's not like I'm uh, a stand-up like where I'm going to come out like 
with puppets and stuff like that. You're like, where, where, where is this coming from? Well, I'm like, to draw the entire hour. <laughs> you remember our buddy? Yeah, Jeff, okay, yeah. Are, yeah. are you familiar with puppets uh, on the lead? Why? I'm trying to think. Jonathan Kite was on. Uh, are you familiar with him? He's a stand-up. No. He was on a CBS show where he had to talk like he was like Russian or something. Exactly. So he's Girl a guy Girls. from Chicago. That's the thing, though. And right? they're yeah. like, "Whoa, we thought you were." And he's like, "I'm a dude from Chicago." Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's like if you were. Uh, if you were, if I was like on a some CBS drama like NCIS Louisiana, but I still did stand up, people would have really right. no expectations of right. what it is, you know, yeah. what I am. But because the league is the league and people are so rabid, they want you like they expect like they they you want should be Kevin hanging MacArthur. a nut out yeah. on stage or something coming right? out there sometimes. Yeah. So there is a bit of a I have to kind of let them know that you know it, I, it's just a show. Right. It's all make believe, as I tell them. Like, it's all make a believe. Oh gosh, thank you so much for coming by, man. Go see really Steve problem. at Helium all weekend long. I think uh, I want to say Ryan Dalton's opening. So, and you've got a feature. And uh, Jason Who's your Tebow feature? from Punch Drunk Sports came out. Oh, nice. With me this weekend. Oh, so. nice. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. It'll be a blast. Go see Steve and everybody this weekend. Download the podcast. What's the podcast? One more time. Oh, hear me this book. Hear me Steve this easy. I'm going to check that out, man. That's yeah. awesome. You on a network or anything? You just put it up? Uh, All Things Comedy Network. Oh, oh nice. very cool. Speaking of Bill Burr. Yeah, and, then, uh, and so, yeah, but you can get it wherever you get podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Spotify, iTunes, all those great places. So, Steve, thanks a ton. Thanks, man. Really no appreciate it, man. Thank you.